0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Engaged in Rec. Karina here, your host. And today I have a really exciting guest with me. I have Laura Kelly, and she is the founder and CEO of Empower Recreational Therapy. And I'm really excited to learn all about what you're doing, how you're doing it, um, where you're located. Tell me a little bit about yourself, Laura. Thanks so much for joining.
1: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it the offer. So yes, my name is Laura and Empower Recreational Therapy is in Marietta, Georgia. I'm originally from Pennsylvania and I started off as a fitness and exercise science major and found recreational therapy through a teammate of mine because I played division two women's basketball. And it's interesting how I think I feel like a lot of the people that find rec therapy, it's not always our initial major Mm -hmm. and it's a calling when we do find it. And Unfortunately, my, my father had a massive stroke my freshman year of college, so when my teammate told me about this, I was looking into seeing if my dad was going to get rec therapy, and he didn't. Mm-hmm. So another kind of driving force for me when I went and got my master's and then eventually got hired as a rec therapist is just this driving factor of getting this service accessible to more people.
0: Yeah, and I think also getting the word out there that recreational therapy is, is a thing.
1: Absolutely. You know, it's kind of a double-edged sword in the sense, um, you know, initially when I was young, it would kind of frustrate me having to explain myself. But you know, as a business owner now, I can't tell you how empowering it is when people find out what we do. It's the best kept secret for them, and it's we have to be very articulate of what we do, how we distinguish ourselves, how we complement other professions. But at the same time, when people learn what we are and what we can provide, they truly embrace us.
0: Absolutely, for sure. I know a lot of people will say, rec therapy, that's just playing. And so you really have to dive deep into what we're doing and how we're doing it and the goals and the objectives and things like that. Can you tell me a little bit about, and I know we hadn't talked about this earlier, but um, the difference between... Oh, that's just for fun. And what you're doing with Empower RT. What, tell us about recreational therapy. I know the, everybody that's out there um, <laughs> that's listening is an activity professional or a rec therapist. But tell me about Empower RT. Well,
1: you know, it's honestly the beauty is activity professionals and recreation therapists are the most complementary professions. And unfortunately, sometimes not. Uh, they're not always together, which is a shame because you really need both. In a Mm -hmm. building, in a community. And when I was first hired in a skilled nursing facility, it is a tough, fast-paced environment. It truly built me. And I feel a lot of the activity professionals and rec therapists out there can relate to being that one-person department and trying to figure it out and wear all of these different hats and just having those short-term goals of, okay, I'm going to take an intern and how can I get another hire? And how can I diversify this department? How can I get an activity professional and a rec therapist? And then just building that department and eventually getting a part of the PTOT speech therapy and not being in silos and working with them as well. And it got to the point where I worked in skilled nursing for eight years and build these departments with incredible activity professionals and rec therapists around me. Got hired at a senior living and, and it's different, obviously, but senior living has its own battles with increased resident acuity. So between having all of this experience of skilled nursing, long-term care, subacute rehab, independent living, assisted living, uh, dementia needs, there was, I had to create the rec therapy in each time. And it just, I had this larger calling of, especially during COVID. And I had some personal family um, (laughs) callings myself where I had to help take care of my parents. It just became a, bigger calling to me of how can I take all of this experience and just get this out here? So I'm not creating it for one or two buildings, but just answering this bigger calling for the community to get it out there accessible to more people.
0: Yeah, I find that um, when I was working in the field more so, um, when I was working in either independent living or memory care or things like that, a lot of the time when you're programming you're programming for uh, quantity. And right. I wanted to really bring it back to like, I went to school for rec therapy. I would like to do actual recreational therapy, but you're one person. It's mm-hmm. so hard to be able to be working in long-term care, assisted living, independent living, and all of these things. And you're one person and your job is to provide programming for how many people, right? A hundred people. It
1: right. just,
0: is, yeah, it's challenging.
1: It is. And, you know, I think a lot of it is administrative support. And I was very grateful in both my settings to have it. Now, here's the thing. Initially, they didn't know what rec therapy was. It, mm-hmm. it, you know, I got hired and it just took a lot of advocacy. And I think every rec therapist can <laughs> resonate with the constant advocacy. It took me five years to get the word rec therapy on the room that I was in. And it's, it, it was a culture change in the building as well. And you do, you need activities and you need rec therapy. And it's a beautiful complimentary service because residents and community uh, participants as well, they, a lot of the times they need both. And, mm-hmm. it's and at least in rec therapy, I can have that individual goal where I'm acclimating you back into the activity program where you're still enjoying that part of the program. But now you're actually taking those goals into the activity session as well. So I really believe that the best buildings with skilled nursing, senior livings are the ones that aren't in silos where the PTOT speech, activity rec, they're all working together because it's not about one profession versus the other. It's about the residents. And when we're all within our scope, which there's some overlap in every single one of these professions. But when you can support each other and know your goals, it's just going to help the resident. And that's what we're all there for.
0: It's a beautiful thing when everybody can come together and work on those goals to just get those aha uh-huh moments from our residents whether that be physically or emotionally or mentally but those moments where you're like yes it's working and we're all a part of this it's so exciting
1: yeah you know <laughs> I, I I'm not kidding I, so when when I first started I was actually in the same room as speech therapy and I can't tell you how much it benefited me to watch other therapists treat as well. It's, it's just such a great thing where you can take those skill sets and learn. Um, and then I got the words rec therapy and speech therapy on there. And um, it was pretty interesting one of the speech therapists, the one day pulled me aside and said, you know, arguably rec therapy is the most functional in this building because, you know, speech therapy, we're working on their communication and cognitive goals. Physical therapy is working a lot on that mobility, lower level extremities, OTs working on the upper body, and then you had this amazing opportunity to take everybody's goals and put it into a therapeutic recreation activity and see if all of these goals are transferring over.
0: It's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful thing.
1: I always when feel grateful.
0: <laughs> I feel so grateful that we get to be a part of that transition, that improvement, that rehabilitation.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So I want to talk a little bit about Empower RT and how you created your own company and why Empower RT came to be.
1: Yeah, so gosh, August 2020 is when I started, I actually applied for my LLC, but I was still working full-time at a senior living. And to be completely honest, wasn't sure if I was ever going to get the guts to, to take the leap because... <laughs> You know, over a decade, I've been getting biweekly paychecks. So there's always that little voice in the back of your head saying, are you crazy? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But unfortunately, in the fall, my parents came to visit me from Pennsylvania. My mom broke her wrist and she is my father's caregiver. So I was in this interesting predicament of COVID and taking care of both of my parents. And it just got to the point in January where I just went to my boss and said, so I think I'm going to do a thing. Um, I appreciate my time here, but I'm, I'm going to quit my job and start my own business. And it's so surreal for me to be sitting here thinking that that was last January when I took the full leap, but you know, with Empower rec therapy, I saw from skilled nursing and I saw from senior living the gaps, uh, when, when I did create these rec therapy programs, I couldn't discharge them anywhere, um, or just having that community, programming where when when you are in senior livings, um, do you have programs specific for dementia or or for people with Parkinson's? And I just really saw the missing gap of that true rec therapy program for everyone. And interestingly enough, when I was working on my mission vision statement, everything was older adults, older adults, older adults. But as I started to promote my opening of my company, I actually had a, a couple of my past therapists, and this is physical occupational and speech therapists that I had connected with over the past decade, reaching out to me saying, hey, let me know when you're ready, because we've got some clients for you that are 50s to 60s that are discharging from PT that would benefit from your services. And that's when I decided to change the language of adults 50 plus, because I think that's another part to this is also those adults 50 plus that may have MS, Parkinson's, ALS that would benefit from rec therapy as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I find that, um, A lot of the people that are in that 50, 60 age group, and you say older adults, and they're like, ooh, they cringe a little bit, right? (laughs) (laughs) And then um, you have the 70, 80, 90s that are like, okay, we're okay with it now. (laughs) But that 50, 60, it's a tricky age, like those two decades, the 50 year old, 60 year olds. Um, So that's nice that you switched the, the lingo there to 50 plus. So, what are your mission and values?
1: So our mission is to empower adults age 50 plus of all abilities to become active and lead purposeful lives through individual rec therapy programs. And with the vision statement, I loved just collaborating with rec therapists on this because when you look at a vision statement, it's supposed to be just something that you truly dream about. And my vision for empower RT eventually is to really have excuse me adaptive sports leagues for age 50 plus. And what I mean by that is I started as I went to more ATRA conferences, I was just so empowered by all the amazing things that rec therapists do across the country. And it just empowered me with my company to think, gosh, how can I get this kind of programming accessible to older populations? Because I feel like some of those interventions or modalities we associate with a certain Age group. So, with my company vision, I would love to eventually get to the point where there is an adaptive sports league for people with Parkinson's, stroke, um, and older adults, where there's wheelchair walker and independent divisions, where you can sign up spring, summer, and fall. And you know, when you think of camps, it's the same thing, right? Um, where are the older camps mm-hmm. or intergenerational with older? Adults, and just how do we get these concepts that we associate with younger people for older people? Because let's face it, when I get older, that's what I want to (laughs) do.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just recently have been looking into the uh, national senior games, and those people that are competing in the national senior games are incredible. The amount of like training that they've done and the amount of um, like the medals that they're winning and I've looked up a lot of articles and things like that. And, and they're 50, 60, 70, 80 year olds. And so to create something that would be adaptable and inclusive, um, just as if you're talking about right now, I think that would be so fun.
1: Yeah. You know, it's going to take an army and, (laughs) you know, one day at a time, but it has just been so humbling and an honor for me. Just, you know, I am lucky enough to be in around the Atlanta a- area. So, you know, I've had catalyst sports and blaze sports reach out and just these amazing rec therapy companies just saying, how can we support you? And that cool. means the world as a, a small business owner where they, they can say, listen, we, we can get behind that mission and how can we support you? So, um, and in fact, if you go on my website, you can see there's the adaptive outdoor hand cycle and Blaze Sports actually donated that to me because they got a new grant. So I'm wow. just truly gracious for the, our field is just so full of incredibly passionate giving people that really want the best for the community. And I, I, it makes me feel like I can actually reach this incredible vision because of the support that I've received.
0: I love that recreation therapists are always reaching for the same goal, just like you said. Um, I just feel like I am always willing to chat with any other recreation therapist that's out there. Um, and I know that the majority of us are, feel the same way. We just want to interact with other people. We want to help with other people. Um, what do you need? I'll help you out, <laughs> you know, back and forth like that. It's such a great community of um, RTs that we have, whether that's in the States and Canada, like I'm up in Canada right now. Um, so it's a little bit different up here, but everybody is so willing to chat and learn and share. It's great.
1: And, you know, on that note, I feel like the Rec Therapy Month this year was just uh, just incredible. And with that being said, I, when I kind of think about what were some pivotal moments for me on my way to entrepreneurship, which you know, if you would tell my college self that I would just not believe that at all. <laughs> but I feel like when I started to realize, like, once you get out of that phase of like, oh, that everything's about my exam and me when you're young, right? And then you yeah. start to realize, well, now I got to get involved in the state. And it's not so much like, how can they support me? Like, how can I support them as well? It's it's reciprocal. And then just getting involved in the state and then ACTRA, I mean, I feel like we are really moving this profession forward. And throughout COVID, I don't know what I would have done without the state and national support. And even CTRA, I feel like all of these huge organizations, were all coming together and unifying. And it's just incredible to, to be a member of ATRA and to be a member of Georgia Rec Therapy Association. And just seeing ATRA, that I'm a member of, partnering with CTRA, right? And just making these incredible partnerships where everybody is working together and moving rec therapist forward
0: yeah this past recreation therapy month was probably the most i've ever seen like content and um ads and like highlighting people the most um the most like content I've seen on social media at all and people were sharing and people were commenting and it was really exciting to see because before you'd see like a couple posts of like, this is a rec therapy. And now this year I feel like it just boomed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I I do, I think that's honestly represent, represents our profession as well. I feel like there are more jobs, there's more private Mm -hmm. practice And, and what better people to start their own companies than rec therapists, people that are used to wearing 10 different hats, right? And <laughs> not saying that it's for everyone, but I do feel like that's why we have seen such an influx. And when I say you know, private practice and also uh, entrepreneurs in general, I just feel like rec therapists have all of these hats that we constantly wear, which is why so much of our um, employees and management teams rely on us when we're hired in these buildings to do all of these tasks So it's just incredible to see people recognize our strengths and be able to use them.
0: So wearing all of these different hats with your Empower RT, um, you started during a pandemic pretty well. Um, (laughs) Tell me, tell me about the hats that you were wearing to become an entrepreneur during a pandemic. (laughs)
1: <laughs> are you crazy? <laughs> right, right. And like I said, um, gosh, just interesting external forces will push you into certain situations. But, you know, I think sometimes everything is meant to be in a weird way. Um, you know, starting a business during COVID to me was an even higher calling as far as, you know, I feel like people really understood on a higher level the damage of social isolation, boredom, and not being able to engage in your recreation activities. I, I really, truly believe that this heightened the need for rec therapy. And it didn't take a lot for me to reach out to people and say, hey, um, I'm, I'm doing this. Do you know any clients that you could potentially benefit from rec therapy when you explain what you do or they know mm-hmm. what I've done in you know other buildings? It's like, oh, my gosh, well, how many people do you want? Um, and it, it just, it, then it takes time obviously to, to build trust as a new business and, um, and also just slow growth as well. I don't want to get to the point where I can't manage what I'm doing. So I I do believe during COVID that it it actually helped me too, where it wasn't like I was getting a ton of people, but also just people listening and being willing to listen because they truly understand the difference in the world now.
0: So when you were... Just starting out, were you doing everything virtually?
1: Actually, no. Interestingly enough, um, you know, I have one client that I started with that I actually was still seeing when I was um, at my full time job. So I would actually leave my job and see this client twice a week. So when it came time to kind of building my caseload, it was interesting in the sense of just slow growth in. Honestly, everybody that I saw was fine with wearing a mask, Mm -hmm. and I didn't have any kind of barrier, and maybe that's because I'm in Georgia, of um, not getting into places. Um, The nice thing about my Empower Rec therapy model is that, and living in Georgia, is I try to get people outside. So I think that was a huge, immense benefit, because even some of these personal care homes and assisted livings I was going to, I, I was taking clients out to the park and taking oh, them nice. outside um, and taking them onto the lake, you know, and I'm, and I'm still wearing a mask at that time um, to, to still meet their requirements. But mm-hmm. I feel like that really helped me significantly to be able to still see people. Um, so thankfully I only had to do a virtual class once a week for a month, but that was it.
0: Oh, that's so nice. It's nice to be able to have that one-to-one connection with people too, and, and provide the services in a smaller group or one-to-one um, sessions like that. Because I know during the, the height of everything, we couldn't come together. We couldn't do big groups. We couldn't have any of that interaction. And um, for you to be able to go in there and just still be able to provide and connect and, and help help these people have a sense of connection and community even in these dark times I mean that's very fortunate
1: yeah you know I often think about my old job as the rec therapy director at a skilled nursing facility and what I would have done in that situation with those immense uh, incredible restrictions on the residents because I do feel like as rec therapists, we are the loudest voices in the room for our clients. And I think I would have went down with a fight in the sense of I would have been taking people outside individually okay. doing everything I could to get them outside. And, uh, and I understand that, you know, administration is only bound by, you know, CDC guidelines, and everybody's doing, you know, what they can to follow rules. But at the same time, you know, when you think about how small those rooms are, um, I, I really think that, I don't know, maybe I would have been fired anyway. <laughs> oh gosh.
0: No, it outweighs the, the, uh, I guess the, when they say no outweighs what's, what's the saying there, the, um, ask for forgiveness instead of permission. Is that right. a thing? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People need fresh air. They need fresh air. They need connection. It's just that's human needs.
1: And I'm just so glad it seems like, you know, we're finally getting there, Um, especially where I'm at in Georgia. I just feel like we are honestly just it's, it's feeling more and more like whatever our new sense of normal is.
0: Yeah, it's feeling like that, too, up here in Canada, except it's still quite cold out and we still have a lot of snow. So it's not to the point where everybody can get outside yet, unless they're going sledding.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's probably the only uh, outdoor Rex therapy interventions I haven't done. So that is something I will have to eventually connect with you on. You know, I'm more of the, uh, <laughs> and, I, and here's the thing um, who knows, maybe outdoor skiing eventually for some of our older clients here. But, uh, you know, I've never infiltrated the snow with that. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> come on up anytime. There you go. (laughs) Okay, so I want to know about some of the interactions that you've had with specific individuals. Um, Can you tell me, can you think of something like an interaction that you've had that you were like, this is exactly where I should be right now? I am doing what I'm meant to be doing, um, and that I'm really making a difference?
1: You know, I think when I think about a moment like that, I think there's kind of several depths to that. But I remember. Being at an Atra conference, listening to Nancy Richardson talking about uh, the dementia best friend approach and just how older people don't get outside enough. And that was really when it kind of clicked with me during her session. And just all of that impacted my company. And then when I think about the skilled nursing facility, when I really had that aha moment is when I went to Atra conference, came back all empowered, all revved up. Uh-huh. You, know how it is when you go to a conference. Yeah. And I looked at my student intern and we just started talking about creating an adaptive sports league in our skilled nursing long-term care unit. And it was probably honestly my favorite rec therapy experience. We did a pilot program with UNC Greensboro. We had six residents on long-term care and we, and it was several students, obviously, with it took two semesters to really one semester to plan it and then the one to actually execute it. And it was the dream team and uh, we presented it at ATRA. It was put granny in the game an adaptive sports progressive approach for older adults. (laughs) And I think that was kind of the big aha moment for me. Number one, to prove that it worked because all of the participants that, that did this four week adaptive sports program improved. But then on a bigger note, I looked at these incredible students and just how, awesome it was to see them become rec therapists. And then the, the rec therapist that helped me at the time as well. It's like when you are a part of a group that you just see them and now they're, you know, in leadership at the state level for rec therapy, and then we're all presenting it at a national conference. It's like, that's when you truly feel like you're making a difference when you watch others reach their goals and you're, and you feel like you're a part of that. Mm-hmm. That, that to me is when it all kind of comes together.
0: Oh, that's nice. I've had a lot of students throughout my time, and some have continued on in the recreation therapy field, and some have come to come to be my student, and they, and they decide, you know what, I'm probably going to go to kids. I'm going to work with kids instead, <laughs> or they go a totally different way, and that's what's so great about having these students is is if they're really interested and keen, like, you can help them become the recreation therapist that they want to become or that you see the potential in them becoming. But also, you can also guide them if they decide in their, in their mind, like, this is not my thing. You can help right. them through that as well, right? <laughs> and exactly go, okay, it. I'll help you get to where you need to be. I, I totally get it. Um, and I just wanted to go back to when you said coming back from a conference. Yeah. Um, That is such an incredible feeling when you come back from a conference and you're like, I'm going to change the world. (laughs) (laughs) And you're so gung ho and passionate about it. And you're like, everybody else join me. This is going to be so great. And so coming back and having that team there, that must've been a great feeling.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it is. And, and I do feel like when you are, a continued member of, you know, that conference or whatever, if if it's a state or national level, then you kind of have that support throughout the year. Because I think that's what happens sometimes is we get to this conference, we get all revved up and see what everybody's doing. And then you go back to your (laughs) little office and you're like waving the white flag, like, help. And I, I do think that's the great thing is we can all come together at a conference and just motivate each other and support each other. But then also just being that support system throughout the year is vital. And I do think social media has helped with that engagement portion too. But just having those resources um, just really truly help guide you in so many ways when you're feeling like, oh gosh, how am I gonna get through this? I-, I had all these great ideas and I just can't even get one note done.
0: Yeah, I find that after I get through my interviews here on Engaged in Rec, I feel super pumped up afterwards and i'm like oh my god they're amazing i love this person so much there's so much they can do so much i can i can try to help with and i get so excited about it and um so thank you i appreciate you coming on and and chatting with me a couple other things i just wanted to touch on here what's something that you are really still excited to do with empower rt
1: oh gosh i would probably say um, honestly, just trying to be that resource in all environments. You know, I, I just got our, uh, first hospice referral and just navigating that part. And when you think about rec therapy and with this age group, you know, it's not just home health quite referrals, uh-huh. right? So how can we continue to partner with, um, like visiting angels and home care companies that, might benefit from a rec therapist coming in there and hospice and palliative care. There's just so many spaces where I think rec therapy can help support these healthcare systems. They just don't know about us and how we can kind of complement with that quality of life. So there's one part of me that wants to kind of slowly help with that. And then there's also just that vision in the back of my head thinking, okay, how can I start to do more groups. I'll give you one example. We we had um one day where we did an inclusive card club where I got all of my clients together that could come that day. And we just actually took the everybody that was working on cards with me at some point and we actually put them in a group with it. And I think that's the big picture, right? If I'm individually working on a card game with you, the big picture is not just for us to play it individually mm-hmm. at your house, but to get you involved in a local group or get you involved in, you know, in power rec therapy group. So if I can continue to build some of those groups out throughout the year where I'm providing some inclusive programs for people, I think that's the broader picture of all this.
0: Do you think that you will always do um, like visits and sessions in people's homes? Or do you think that down the road, eventually you'll have like your own Space where people are coming to you.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. You know, I just need to get on Shark Tank and see what Mark Cuban can give me a couple million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I think there's a lot of benefits to, to coming to people. And um, like yeah. I said, I try to get people outside regardless. So a lot of the times we might be going to Top Golf or going outside or going to the park or going to a bowling alley. But there is a lot of value of working with somebody in their home to to really work on those leisure skills. But yeah, I mean, I think any rec therapist would tell you, uh, gosh, if I could get an Empower Rec Therapy building, that would be pretty incredible. So, um, hey, who knows, maybe in 10 years, this podcast will look back and say, (laughs) (laughs) what a vision.
0: I'm I'm rooting for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I think that would be really exciting. Um, Lastly, I just wanna know, any piece of advice that you have for recreation therapists out there that are specifically looking to start their own business? Mm. I I think it's really fascinating that you went out and are now the founder and CEO of Empower Rec Therapy. And so I know that a lot of rec therapists kind of have it in the back of their head
1: and they're like, "Hmm, what if,
0: what if, what's some of your advice?
1: You know, I feel like what really helped me was inviting myself at uh, the table when I wasn't supposed to be there. You know, that quote, um, you know, if you're not on the table, you're on the menu. Yeah. I, really, I, I remember just being at skilled nursing and showing up to a, a quality um, assurance meeting. And they were just like, why are you here? Like, you don't have to be here. And I was like, I just want to learn how this all works. Like, how does mm-hmm. how is this covered? Right. And I would just show up at referral development meetings like, why are you here? So I feel like the more you can understand how everything outside of your department works and, and how these businesses run and how discharging works and wh- where are the gaps and how can you fill them? Because I feel like I was able to identify what the major gaps were that administrators and um, you know other companies are missing and how can I tailor my rec therapy experience to meet their biggest needs. Um, and just providing those solutions to people, because they don't know we had it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And so would you say that if somebody has this in the back of their head, and they're thinking that they want to start their own business, Mm -hmm. um, go out on their own, would you say put your plan in place and then jump?
1: Um, You know, I feel like, (laughs) yeah, I feel like um, there was some beauty behind me not jumping right away in the sense of, like I was just kind of working on my website in the background and yeah. just honestly reaching out to people that I think could give me referrals. And and, and I think a big part of that is, and, is joining networking groups and not rec therapy networking groups, whoever is going to be those big referrals. So for me, it was senior networking groups. Um, and then once I would actually start to talk to some of these people, that's kind of when I was changing my business for what the community needed to with that 50 plus. That's one example. So I think just keeping your connections and talking to people. I just did so many lunches and dinners with people saying, Hey, like, am I on the right track? What would you suggest? And just getting a lot of external advice, but then also just following yourself is, is a big part of that and, and making sure that it's, you have your spin and, and your guidance is the central piece
0: luckily as a recreation therapist we are able to adapt pretty nicely and as you were saying earlier wear all of those different hats but I really think that it's super important to continue to learn from people and it's okay to say I have no clue (laughs) how to do that but I know that somebody out there knows how to do that so I'm going to go and reach out to them and learn
1: absolutely
0: yeah um Thank you so much for coming on Engaged in Rec. I've had a blast learning from you, listening to the stories that you've had throughout this process. Um, It's been a blast chatting with you. So I really appreciate it. Lastly, how can our listeners learn more about Empower RT and how can they get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, so you can check out the website, empowerrectherapy.com. We're also on Facebook, Empower Recreational Therapy and Instagram. Instagram is empower underscore rec therapy. You can get in contact with me by either through the website, or I have my email L Kelly at empower rec therapy.com. And I am totally that person who will get back to you. Uh, I just I love connecting with people. So don't be afraid to reach out. I, I feel like Support is always needed, no matter where you're at in life, and I just love hearing from other people. and And you never know, you could eventually be a, a part of my company. I, I like you just said, there's a lot of things that I don't know or can't do, and I love collaborating with the right people.
0: And maybe it'll be part of that physical building
1: company That's right. that, that way down the road,
0: right? <laughs> if anyone knows
1: Mark Cuban, hit me up. <laughs>
0: All right. Thank you so much. So if anybody wants to reach out to her, it's L Kelly at empower rec therapy. Is that right? Empower rec therapy.com. Check her out. Awesome. 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 Getting to know you today. And I really appreciate it, Laura. Thanks for coming on.
1: Likewise. Take care.
0: Have a great day.